Did you know you can support your local independent bookstore and me in my efforts to promote books that feature women in aviation by shopping for your next aviatrix read on the Literary Aviatrix website? I built the website to serve as a central source to search and find books featuring women in aviation, and it was important to me to offer you the opportunity to buy from independent sellers. If the book you're interested in is available on bookshop.org, you'll find a link to purchase through my affiliate account on my website, which means I'll receive a small portion of the sale to support the content you love. Blue skies and happy reading. This is Liz Booker with a literary aviatrix waypoint along our journey through stories featuring women in aviation. This one is from season one, episode eight, in my interview with Patty Bear about her memoir, From Plane to Plane, My Mennonite Childhood, A National Scandal, and an Unconventional Sword of Freedom. In it, she introduces the book and talks about how her brother's interest in flying led her to the Air Force Academy. Patty Bear, Welcome. Oh, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. I am so excited to talk to you, and I find your story so fascinating. Can you give us a synopsis of the book? Sure. So it's a memoir, and it takes place over the course of 10 years from the time I was uh, 8 to 18. So I was born into this uh, 400-year-old sect among the plain people of Pennsylvania, which is the Amish and the Old Order Mennonites. So in these kind of cultures, women are raised to be silent, submissive, obedient, and basically to know a woman's place in a man's world. And that's the only world I knew. It's the one that I wanted to uh, become a part of uh, more than anything. But when I was eight years old, my father got excommunicated and shunned. And this set off a, about a decade-long saga of uh, court cases and national publicity and then hidden violence. And um, I had grown up on this, um, this large farm, large potato farm. And we ended up, uh, my mother and uh, six of us children ended up fleeing and kind of living on the run for about 10 years. But out of this whole upheaval, what happened is everything that I had been taught, I began to question. I began to question the background. Part of that is we couldn't vote. Uh, we didn't have, weren't allowed to have television um, or watch movies or makeup or um, anything worldly. You couldn't press charges, so if someone um, robbed your house, you couldn't um, you couldn't really do anything about it. Couldn't join the military, not women, certainly not women, but not men either. And you couldn't have become a pilot because it was part of the worldly world, and it was considered that you would become corrupted. That was that was the fear. But out of all of these things that happened. Um, it sort of catapulted me out of that world and I began to experience new things and question the things that I had been taught. And that led to an entirely different life as a, uh, as a military pilot eventually and an airline pilot. So you, you were introduced to aviation when you were a teenager, is that right? That's correct. Um, so my older brother was always a very forward-thinking person. And he was one of these people who, when he was doing something, uh, he always thought somebody else should be doing it. And I had a job from the time I was in fifth grade and we all had, we all had jobs. So we had our own money. And my brother is like, Oh, you should come take flying lessons. Cause he was taking them. And I was like, 
I don't want to take flying lessons. I barely have any money as it is. And it wasn't really something that interested me. But he was very persuasive. And I was like, okay, okay, I'll go. And I took a first lesson and it wasn't like I loved it. You know, I was, I didn't even have my driver's license yet. So I was, I was kind of, I was kind of scared. I was, I was afraid I might crash. Um, and I got air sick and I just kind of kept taking I decided I would, I decided I would go to solo, which was like 10 hours. And then I would quit and spend my money on something more useful, but I didn't, I ended up getting my private pilot's license just uh, uh, as I graduated from high school. And then when you graduated, you went to the Air Force Academy? Yeah. So, um, and that was, that was part of leaving this other world. I had determined that because of the circumstances that I grew up in with the violence, I watched my mother's life and I was like, I do not want that life. Like I want to be financially independent. And, um, but I had no idea how I was going to do that. And higher education in these cultures is discouraged as well, because you might get educated away from the truth is the way they describe it. And my father was adamantly, he had trained us from a very early age that we shouldn't go to college. But again, my older brother, you know, he heard me talking about how I wanted to um, make my own money. And I thought that I needed to go to college to do that. And so he said to me, he said, well, he said, you need to take four years of math and science and three years of a language, and you should take the hardest classes you can take, well, the AP classes and honors classes. So I was like, okay, he must know what he's talking about. And so I just followed his instructions to the T and, and I got recruited. I, I, I won this race. I, you know, I talk about it in the book in, in sort of a funny way. I ran this um, race in eighth grade and um, got recruited into cross country, varsity cross country. And which that was different for our background too, participating in sports or clubs or anything like that. So I, I, I don't have any way of paying for college. I'm like, well, maybe I'll get a, a scholarship, you know, a running scholarship. And, you know, at, at some point I, w- I realized I wasn't good enough to get a, a scholarship to pay for college. And I had no idea how I was going to do this. And then this cadet comes to our school and there was an announcement that a cadet from the Air Force Academy was going to talk in the guidance counselor's office. And I didn't even know what that was. Like from our background, I was like, uh, well, that sounds like it might have something to do with flying. So I went in, I was like, well, I didn't have anything better to do in, in study hall the next period. And um, it just completely changed the trajectory of my life. 